ready for cannabis news and updates? Welcome to the LeBlanc CNE podcast with your host, Jerry Whiting. LeBlanc CNE, cannabis genetics, education, and consulting. Don Wirtschafter, Cannabis Museum. We're at HempFest 2019. So it's been in this building in Guysville, Ohio, that was the doctor's house for the railroad. Is that right? That's right. And then across the street is a building that... The was the general store and probably a hotel, dance hall, parlor, kind of like you saw in the... Wild West movies, that's yes. how it's exactly how it was built. So you've got arguably one of the few huge, comprehensive, wonderful, time span, geographically stepping collections of cannabis, hemp, memorabilia, artifacts, evidence, and whatnot. So it's been kind of a nomadic thing, but you're here we are summer twenty nineteen, you're talking about a real home for a real museum. Yeah. What's the dealy Bob? Yeah, well, we're going to get it together. We actually, for a while, thought we had a place. Uh -huh. It changed our whole strategy. We were just building a museum in the future without even thinking about a house. And then this perfect place showed up, and we worked on it for a few weeks, and it changed our whole mentality, and then we had an opening day for 2020. And then that place didn't survive an architectural review. Oh, right. Okay? So it wasn't going to be able to be used for assembly or people or any of that. And so now we're looking for a new place. And it's not that easy. There aren't that many places where they were suitable. Where we're, they're suitable where we are. Someday this will be a museum that some big city will attract. But right. that some billionaire will put... Uh, Hundred million toward housing. Now, for but, those who don't know, when you say cannabis museum, how long have you been working on it? And it really is. And I've had the pleasure of staying with you, sleeping among this stuff. And as a collector myself, when FedEx, UPS, and and the, the post office show up with those boxes, I've been that person. So, for those who don't know, what is the cannabis museum, Mr. Wurzhaft? Well, I had a lifetime career in cannabis, and I collected it from the beginning, understanding that it was a hidden story and it needed to come out. Right. And so my job was to collect these hidden artifacts, the stuff that was secreted away in 1937 and not turned in when the federal agents raided right. every right. drugstore in America on October 1st. So that's, that's where we are. So it's a, it, you have a huge chunk of cannabis hi history in one place that yeah, isn't well, supposed to be a true story to begin with. Well, I understand. But we've documented from the beginning of the apothecary era yeah. in these beautiful hand-blown glass apothecaries uh, through the era where they were patent medicines and then medicines that were branded and the whole branding right. and embossing of bottles and, and then into the regulation of medicines in 1906 and 1913 and how that changed the pharmaceutical industry. Right. So it was changes in the way they made glass from being precious to being stamped out and available that changed the apothecary to the druggist. 
but cannabis survived all these changes and it became a modern medicine with all the warnings and diet date codes and all the, the right boxes and it, in 1937 it fit in to everything else and would have survived in the drugstore had it not been for this crazy law congress that so those who don't know what percent of the American pharmacopoeia was cannabis-based before they slammed the hammer down? I don't know the percent, but there were 25,000 products. How many? 25,000 products. Is, In the I channel? Believe, I believe that's true because, you know, we've collected 1,000, well, 600 branded products that, that would have been in that 1937 era. And it's just a drop in the bucket that this, this, these things survived. And others didn't. But you look through all the catalogs and all the different oh, right. iterations and SKUs. They didn't call them SKUs. Yes. Stop yeah. keeping units. <laughs> so what? So you're now you're now in a position of owning a piece of what doesn't exist and watching this new hemp and marijuana industry spring up. And everyone here thinks that they're inventing something new. But you're telling you're creating that continuity between what existed and thrived. And now we're doing it all over again. Well, well, two things to say. First, that these bottles are really fragile. They're You're, the old stuff. Right, the old stuff. And so we have to become photographers to show this around. So, you know, and that's hard to do at a festival like this. Or, right. And nobody wants to really buy this and put it on the on their walls yet. At least we keep trying. A, right. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, and, but it's going to come. Where people understand this is an important part of history. People think it's fake, and it isn't. Oh, no, no, no. no, this is this is the real stuff, and this is real evidence and of the I, real story that, that that was carefully preserved by pharmacists and physicians who felt a right to keep these things in their cabinets of curiosities. Right. Mostly in places like California, you know, where they care. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, we made a campaign to buy these out over the years, and I'm sure there's many more, and one's supposed to come to me this weekend, and all those things, so... Well, I'm glad you're doing it, Don. I mean, yeah. we're lifelong friends, but this is a valuable thing you're doing for all of us by devoting your life to preserving a piece of history that is totally denied, and it couldn't come at a better time. Thank you. Cool. Enjoy, and good luck. to Jerry Whiting from Leblanc CNE in Seattle. Special thanks to Butterfly Sessions for their support. Join us again for another edition of the Leblanc CNE podcast.